All right, so let's go to this first slide, how to live life and more abundantly. It's really only feed on oneness, only feed on life. Don't go if then, because old covenant, Deuteronomy 20, is if then, then this. That was law, but the new covenant, what are the promises? Yes. Lord, I've got this situation and I caused it. What's his response to us? Yes, I make all things work together for your good. I'll even take care of that. You're my bride. How can, I, how can I abandon you? That's what Paul in Romans 8, where we're taking communion. Nothing, your mistakes, nothing can separate you from perfect love. See, that's healing now. That starts to heal because I can rest in that versus, man, I blew it because of this mistake I made or this, this thing I did or whatever it is. And that's, it's, we just got to get off that. And he's only life. So in fact, I want to share a couple things out of this and we'll go through some of these scriptures. I love this. Um, <clears throat> I just wrote some things. It's... Uh, this is one of my favorite secular books, but it's like the gospel to me. How Life Works by Andrew Matthews. I've talked about this before. It's just so good. And uh, uh, Robert and Karen, we were talking about this. You know, the, the, the New Agers, the science has got this figured out. The only people who don't have this figured out are Western Christians. It's true. There's friends in my office today who they would consider probably themselves New Age. They shared the gospel perfectly. I'm like, where'd you learn that? All will know me from the least to the greatest. So it says, uh, quantum physics has now proven what spiritual masters have taught for thousands of years. Thoughts affect matter. Everything and everybody's connected. Yeah, that's right. That's what he said. All, I'm, everything that is created is held together by me. I created and bound and held everything together. Everything that moves and has its being is in me. There's nothing outside. Another way to say this, the lie was eating from the tree that we somehow could be separated from perfect love, which we all know, like even if you take, if you take children in orphanages and they're, not a, and they're babies and they're not uh, shown love, you know what happens to most of them? They die. It's not just, life is not just food and drink is what Jesus said. We have to operate in love. And uh, I just tell you, religion's a really bad substitute for love. To know we're loved, it's, hey, rights and wrongs and scorecard is just r- rough, guys. So, um, and this is just interesting to me. It says, uh, uh, thoughts create things. Thoughts and feelings create things. Now, some of you guys, like myself, that grew up in words of, word of faith is, don't worry about your thoughts and feelings. Just have enough faith. How does that work out for you guys? It usually blows up. Usually you get so angry. And it, you, what I found is the more we went down that road, the less compassion we had. Where we, we couldn't just have enough faith. And like, <sighs> And then we got around a bunch of the faith guys. They look good on stage. And then when they talk behind the scenes, I'm like, man, I feel pretty good about myself. My life actually looks good. So like their marriage, everything's just bad. It's just, bleh. so it's gross to me. Um, and this is so interesting to me. So he's talking about prayer, etc. cetera. Uh, it's not words that matter. It's not, so we're not praying to this distant God going, oh God, please do this, please do this. Like he's withholding something. Um, affirmations without feeling are useless. Like people going, I am this, I am this, like word of faith. You know, just, it got so intense when we were in our Bible school. We, we jumped in the elevator and like, a simple question, are you going down? No, we're never going down. We're always going up. I'm like, just stop the crap. Are we going down or not? Like you want to go, <laughs> it was goofy, wasn't it? It was just weird to me. And I was like, that's why you guys can't pave a road because you're so tied up in religion. You can't even figure out how to drought walls. It's crazy. It was true, wasn't it? They spend millions of dollars on this stuff and like, they can't do it. It's religion's got them so bound. It's, it's so fascinating to me. So anyway, but they, they're not going down. Um, it's, I'm like, that's about right because you're at the bottom. It was really sad to us. We were trying to help them, honestly, weren't we? 
We're like, no, we're not talking, because we're not believing in our heart that if I say I need, I'm on level four and I need to go into three. Oh, don't ever say you're going down. I'm like, words without belief are worthless. It's clanging symbols, what it says. It says, hey, you can have all the knowledge, you can speak in tongues, you can have all the wisdom in the world without love, what? It's worth nothing, is what Paul says. There's a better way. It's, it's, uh, we're operating in love. So anyway, um, so he's talking about uh, experience follows feeling. feeling. Feeling is the prayer. It's like we've talked about. So when we're praying, we're not, we're not a hitioing, asking God to do something for us. Like, uh, in fact, I just heard this mega pastor somehow just happened to hear it, like today. And he's like, the minute you pray, God sets a set time. So if it's not happening yet, don't get discouraged. I'm like, that's just garbage. That's what's killing these people is the, the assurance, he doesn't go, okay, I've got a set time for Michael. He lives outside of time. He's like, whenever, just know that I withhold no good thing. When you just operate and let his perfect love flow out of you, whether you call it, uh, I know Kat was talking with the Rabbas, what they were talking about, medi- uh, what they call it? Uh, centering prayer, whatever, it's all the same, guys. It's, it's, it's simply this, to know you're perfectly loved and everything you're gonna need has already been provided. Now, Not he doesn't got this time. I just I was listening to that and I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, no wonder Christianity, these guys are just dying. So thoughts are real things. Thoughts change situations. That's what he's saying. Hey, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Only know that I'm good. Don't don't fall into this pagan idea that I'm good and bad and I torture some people. I don't torture some people. I'm love, but I'm also just all these things. He goes, I'm only love, and there's no shadow returning. Does that make sense? Okay. All right, so let's go through some scripture. Oh, yeah, I, I just wrote a couple of things. Everybody says it the same way. Tony Robbins, whatever you hold in your mind on a consistent basis is exactly what you'll experience. So if you hold on to the good and evil, if I do this, then this, what are you going to experience? Both. You're going to die, ultimately. It'll kill you. Um, and so uh, here's, I, I just love some of this stuff. Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Isn't that what God said? Hey, feed only on life because... Don't act like uh, the bike only works if I work it. That's like a kid's going, well, dad, I got that. None of us did that. We just said, man, here's a bike. Go ride. You can do it. Didn't we? Except for the overzealous uh, Little League baseball team. Remember that? Oh, my God. That's like, that's hell to go do that. Because the parents. Jeez. Remember we were doing that for you. Like, you want to do this? Like, no, no. Look at these guys. I mean, the, the remember the kid who was trying to teach him how to hit? That kid was so tweaked. He was crying. He was crying because his dad's trying. No, but chin in and cock. You know, I'm just like, he missed it by ten feet every time. I'm like, just tell the kid go hit. In fact, I remember I was so Solomon because uh, Solomon was just starting, and this is what I loved. So Solomon hits this. Uh, uh, Solomon hits a, a foul ball past third, but he crushed it. And then he got out on the next pitch, and he's, he comes back. He goes, Dad, did you see how hard I hit that one? I was like, yeah, man, that was awesome. I didn't go, yeah, but it wasn't fair. You know, if you do it, have done this. I just like celebrating with him. That's who God is. He just celebrates. Does that make sense? He, he doesn't change. And so anyway, uh, uh, I just, kind of what we did on communion, if God is for you, nothing's against you, full stop. Does that make sense? He's only good. He's only for you. He makes everything work together for good. And I hear, I, I can, I, I turn on 99% of the Christian stations and I don't hear that. I hear the mixture. Even the grace guys, it's mixture, 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 in my opinion. I'm like, would you just have the guts to go, what, what, go the whole way? And so uh, it's not fun, but Jesus was 
kind of ridiculed too. But I'm telling you, the sinner rejoices, man. It starts to heal their heart. Like, you mean he loves me? He's not holding, withholding his blessing? No, he withholds no good thing is what it says. So anyway, uh, I just wrote, he's not withholding anything, waiting for you to get more faith, test you. He doesn't have a set time. It's every promise is yes and amen. And amen is, that's the way it is, so be it. His promise is yes. So Lord, bless me. What's, you know what his answer is? Yes. That's the way it is. Because I can't do anything but bless. Lord, heal me. You know what he says? I did it already. Yes. I'm not withholding it. Because I've been getting some emails. What if I'm waiting for the healing to manifest and all this stuff? I'm like, that's not who God is. And I get it. It's tough, guys, when we're going through lack or sickness or whatever. But he, what his mind is, just stay on perfect love. No, I love you forever. I've provided everything. I'm not withholding healing because I think we can get that. It's, if I didn't have enough faith, maybe I need to change this. He goes, don't change anything. Just know I'm, I am healing. And I love you perfectly. Does that make sense? That, because otherwise we start getting into this. I don't have enough and this and that. And, and so it's just yes with no yabbits. Does that help you? All right, so what did I write? I got to put my glasses back on. So this is just a review. In Genesis, we're told to keep, maintain the garden. Only see life. He said, don't, don't do this mixture thing. But all religion has mixture, doesn't it? He's good, but there's also the side that needs to be appeased. And Jesus came to blow that up. So the garden's our heart. Uh, you know, out of, out of Proverbs, it says, guard that heart with all diligence. So if you're going to be diligent about anything, only feed on good, because out of it are the issues of life, is what it says in King James. But that literally means the boundaries of Zoe, the boundaries of healing, the boundaries of prosperity, the boundaries of compassion, the boundaries of everything is here. And Jesus comes and he goes, uh, there's nothing outside a man that affects a man. Nothing. That's really interesting, isn't it? So where does it come from? It's what's within. The garden's your heart. So you're not up against some demon or something or anything. I'm for you. That's what he said. I'm for you and there's nothing else. Stay on that. Does that make sense? Because then if you think, man, I, I, the God of the universe is for me, things are going to look up. That's all we feed on. Does that make sense? <clears throat> and then we realize darkness is just the lack of every dark. So death, what he says, if you eat from this tree of you think I'm good and bad, and I, and I treat you with anything but perfect love, it'll eventually kill you because you'll start judging yourself. You'll start going, I don't have enough this. I don't have enough this. If I do this, then this. And he goes, that's not who I am. I am just yes, and I'm perfect love. I'm the tree of life. That's all I am. So it says, but if you eat on that, you're going to do what? Experience death is what it says. Death is just lack of life. And what John says, we're going to look at life, he goes, is eternal life, which is, I think most people think is when I get to heaven, when I die, I'm going to have eternal life, right? John doesn't say that. John says, eternal life is intimacy with the Father. You can have it right now. The age, the kind of life that's going to be for the ages of ages is just love. Because right now, sometimes we see it in a veil. We can't see it clearly. That's what we're trying to do is, no, God, God's not like that. He doesn't play those games. He's only yes. We got to learn that in Sunday school, that he plays games, right? Little kids, that's why Jesus says, you know, until you become like a kid, you can't enter the kingdom. That doesn't mean you're not going to go to heaven or hell. He's saying little kids just have total trust that their mom and dad are going to take care of them. And until you believe that versus your scorecard of good, bad, right? Can't eat pork. I'm out. I grew up in Iowa. <laughs> Dairy's bad. I'm really out. My grandparents were dairy farmers, right? You know, those, those bugs, those things, you got to use Perel. We didn't have Perel. We just drank out of the hose and dead flies came out. Like, None of us were sick. 
None of us were sick. I told I had to learn sickness. I didn't know I didn't know anybody who was sick growing up. I really didn't. It was fascinating. Until my sister-in-law came in, I, I never knew an allergy was real. It's like that's weird. My sister-in-law comes, she goes, I'm allergic to cats and milk. I'm going, God, there's like eight million cats at every dairy farm. And all we eat is cheese and milk and butter. And how does this work? I remember being a kid going, This doesn't work. We have to learn that stuff, right? So anyway. Nothing without can affect a man. It's what's in here. Does that make sense? And so, anyway, so we thought behavior separated us from God. When we started eating from that tree, it was our conscience that thought God must be mad at us. Jesus came to reveal the unconditional love and forgiveness of the Father. Like I said, if we have any fear that he's going to judge us based on anything, have we received perfect love yet? No, he says perfect love drives it out, right? So if we, if we still have, well, God this and God that, um, Sometimes he, he's, don't, 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 you know what? You, you tell him he's not going to rotisserie people forever. What if you're wrong? If I tell a little kid that, does that instill fear or does that instill perfect love? Fear. You know it's wrong then. You know that doctrine's wrong. Does that make sense? Because little kids, they're just happy as can be in Sunday school and they're like, when's, my, when's the treat? Hey, let's have this little lesson. When's the candy teacher? So... They just live life, don't they? And I love that, actually. It's like, we, oh, anyway. So I love that. I, I, I love it. So, in fact, uh, uh, um, what, what, Jeff and Jennifer Forrest, what's, what's her name? That, Chloe. Chloe. Yeah, Chloe. This was so precious to me. When we were doing a, a thing at our house, we were just doing a get-together, barbecue and games and cornhole and all that stuff. And she was like, uh, she goes, you know, I was waiting for the lesson, then I realized... This is the lesson, just to have fun. I'm like, yes, that's what kids want to do. They're living life, right? We got to teach them to sit down and have a Bible study and be boring. So they just live life. And he goes, you know what? When, if you can start living out of that careless abandon where you know God's good, then you'll start entering the kingdom. Does that make sense? And we've got this weirdness that we were born sinners and we had to, and like, it's, and literally start, I've really been looking at this now in a lot of the early teaching. They were like, as in Adam. It doesn't say you were actually in Adam. It says, as in Adam, where you thought you were in Adam, you thought you were a sinner, you experienced death. But where was the, where was the actuality? The actuality is we were found in him before the foundation of the world. Jesus came to reveal what was always true about us. Nothing could separate you. I'm like, oh gosh, it's so beautiful. Because I think anybody who has a newborn baby, especially grandmas, think about this. Your daughter just has a newborn baby or your daughter-in-law, do you go, oh, look at that sinner. What do you do? You go, that's, that's, it's perfect. Don't you? We were born in perfection, guys. Always have been, always were. In our minds, we weren't. Somehow we got this weird theology, because I think even, even the, the, the angry theologians wanting to send people to hell couldn't go, if a baby's stillborn or a baby dies, you know, in fact, we just had a mouse. We called mouse. We call him rock star, Rocky. We found we had no hair, and you tried to nurse them every two hours. They were getting up trying to nurse them, but he passed away. And you know what that does? It, it, we don't like it, do we? We're like, no, that's not what God, he's, and so Jesus comes and he goes, no, there's no death, there's life in me. There's only life. I didn't have this dualism, that's man's idea. Does, does that make sense? So he warns us, don't eat from this tree. Anyway, so they were up trying to feed this weak old mouse every two hours milk, and like, man, I'm going to bed. So anyway, 
But even that is like, my kids, I can tell like, we don't like this death thing, but that's why he's like, there is no death, I've conquered it. I've shown you that your end is life. Does that make sense? He's conquered sin and death is what he said. I've got the keys to, to Sheol and, and Hades and death. What do you think he's gonna do? Lock you back up? He went through all that effort on the cross and lock you back up? That's goofiness. So <clears throat> anyway, he's unconditional love. He's only good, love, light. You, you guys get it. He doesn't change. There's no shadow or turning is what he says. Does that, does that make sense? And that's what the church fathers taught, which is so good. And we see in Paul's writings, we don't see him trying to conquer evil. Anytime he mentions evil, he goes, dismiss it. It's under your feet. You know, Ephesians, the armor, he goes, just stand there. Just stand there clothed in Jesus. Because if you go look at all the armor, it's Jesus is what it says, right? If you go look at the brush, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the, the, the shed your feet with the good news of peace, right? Sword of the Spirit, that's not what that is. I'm just sorry. The sword of the Spirit is the word of God, is what it says, the message of God. And what was the message of God? I've conquered sin and death, guys. I'm only love, I'm perfect love, and that's all I'll ever be. Oh, it's so freeing to me. Like, praise God, it's actually good news again. And so, um, we don't have this struggle. It's only in our hearts and our minds is what Paul talks about. There's not this external force that we have to overcome. And, and uh, I, see, I see most teachings that the world, and it's gonna get this. And you know what? People that don't teach that don't struggle with it. It's only like the religious that struggle with it. And we wonder why our kids are messed up because we're telling them it's bad. It's like, no, there's, no, Jesus came to confirm life is good. Got it? So, and that's true. He said, guard this heart with all diligence because out of it is the life you're gonna experience. So that's why we have to only put good stuff in here. You guys got it? All right, next slide. How are we doing? Okay, I'm almost done. You guys good? All right. Some of these are repeats, but you get it. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues or the boundaries is what it says of Zoe, of Sozo. So John three sixteen. we all know this, right? For God so loved the world, and that's cosmos, if you go look at it, the creation, where later he says God was in Christ, not separated. God was in Christ reconciling the cosmos, the world, to himself. Now go share that good news of reconciliation. So anyway, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then it tells us what everlasting life is. It's not life in heaven somewhere. It's intimacy with perfect love, all right? For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but we've got this strange theology, but when he comes back the second time, have you all heard that or is it just me? First time he came back, that's why he stopped in Isaiah 61 when he was doing his things, because vengeance and da, 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 da. And, and that word vengeance is, is it's fascinating if you go look at it, like this wrath of God is, is the Greek word orgy, orge, where we get this passionate, intense love. I know, a couple of words come out of that, right? That's who he is. He goes, you know what? If they don't receive me, my passion remains on him. It says my wrath remains on him. That's what that means. He goes, I will pursue them to the ends of the earth until they realize how much I love them. It's not, I'm gonna get them. Because he doesn't change. If Jesus didn't get anybody but the religious guys, he's never gonna change. He pushed back on the religious, but to, this, to the to quote unquote people who were open, go, Lord, help. He, he always helped. He didn't base it on their levels or anything weird. So God did not send his son into the world to judge it, condemn it, but that the world through him might be healed. So zoed is what it says. Does that make sense? All right, John 17, three. What, what is this eternal love stuff? So Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come, glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over how much flesh? Oh, it's that silly word again. 
And it says sarks. It's, it's literally, he's, it's, it's any, here's what he said. He's given them authority over any human being that has flesh. Sounds like all, right? So, so he's given him authority over all flesh. So we, I've still learned to start taking this stuff in context now. That he should give eternal life to as many. See, this is where we get it, where it sounds like, uh, uh, well, not everybody. It's only... But that word many is like the biggest number you can find if you go really look at it in the concordance. So the, where, where am I? I got lost. All right. Yeah, he's given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you has given him. How many did he give to Jesus? All. All. And this is eternal life. Age-long life is, if you go look at it, it's really fascinating, that they may know, and that word know is the same Greek word where Mary, the Holy Spirit, came on and she goes, I know, how can I be pregnant? I know no man. Meaning I didn't have intercourse with any man. I didn't have intimacy with any man. It's the same word. So he goes, here's what eternal life is, that we can be so passionate and intimate with each other that it's, it's like this love relationship. That's eternal life, to know how much I love you. So unless you know that he's for you in every situation, you, completion, perfection hasn't come. Does that make sense? You still don't know him. But he goes, to know him is to know him perfectly, that he's perfect love, he's light, there's no shadow. Every situation is gonna turn out for you good. You can rest in him because he's a good father, he's a good husband, takes care of everything. All he is is love, he can't do anything else. That's eternal life. You guys get it? Isn't that cool? So do we have to wait till this side of our earth suit? No, he says you can know him right now. You can have intimacy with him right now, Right? And it's weird. You get to the point where like Paul and John and everybody, they're kind of going, hey, do I lay my life down or not? I, they really started to just know that no, nothing could take them off this planet until they were ready. Like, I should lay my life down, but it's better for you if I stay. And Do I go? Man, it's, I'd really like to just go be with Jesus permanently, but man, you guys are still half strange. Like, you should be teachers by now, but you can't get it. So I, I better stick around. It's, it's, if, that's in the Bible, isn't it? Paul and John are like, God, would you guys get it already? I'm like, well, I didn't know we abandoned all that. So, no, I didn't get it yet, right? Anyway, so isn't that wild that they, they could lay down or take up their life just like Jesus? That's pretty wild, actually, when you start thinking about it. So I just want to put that in your, in your mind. Nothing can take you out until you want to. You can lay it down or pick it up. That's really cool. That's the infinite possibilities, Robert, we were talking about, isn't it? So anyway, because he goes, no, I'm just life, so you can experience it whenever you want. That's not a really reality to him. So <clears throat> that should give you good news. And you know what? If you're ready, you're ready. It's okay. Because all you're going to experience is life more. So anyway, he should give eternal life to as many. That's the biggest number you can have. And you've given him. And he's given all flesh, authority over all flesh. And then Jesus later, Paul says, he goes, you know what? And I'll restore, and rest restore all things above, below, and on earth. And bring it back to the Father, to the glory of the Father, so the Father's glorified in the Son. I'm not going to, I'm, 99 sheep is not enough. I'll pursue them with passionate love all the way till I find the last one. That's beautiful, actually, to me. Anyway, you guys get it? All right, let's go, let's end this thing. So let's go to this last slide. All right, get to your feet. So, hey, your soil, your heart, what you believe affects things. So that's why I said, you know what? If it's getting bad, don't get introspective. Like, why did I do this? Why is this happening? Why do I feel this way? Why am I sick? Why, do, why am I poor? All these different things. He's like, don't do that. Like, there's a cause and effect right? 
He goes, only operate in, no, I'm for you and it's gonna turn around. I'm only give life, I only heal, I only, work, I only bless, I only do that, not because of your behavior, it's just because of who I am. I don't change, I'm perfect love. Perfect love's never kept, kept a record of wrong, so he doesn't do this, hey, if you were good, then I bless, and if you weren't, then you're on the bad side, Santa Claus coming to town, right? That's how we treat Jesus, isn't it? It's fascinating to me. He's like, I don't work that way. I pour out my blessing on the good and the evil, is what he said. The sun shines on both. So you business guys, get over this stuff. Just expect to be blessed because most Christian businessmen, and when I get around Christian businessmen, I'm like, gosh, man, just get off that because they're like, well, if God knows what you're going to do, then he'll bless you. No, he blesses everybody because he can't do anything but, right? The heathens who don't, aren't worried about it, they just get blessed. Like, let's act like them. Let's just expect to be blessed, not behavior. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not telling people to go behave incorrectly. In fact, the more you operate in perfect love, it's just, you don't even worry about it. It's really not a thing. So, uh, so our, our hearts affect things. Thoughts and feelings affect things. The prayer is the feeling. So you operate, so the best you can, like Rabe's call it, centering prayer, meditation, whatever you want to call it, is just to try experience nothing but love. And if it, if it was good, if this happened in my life, if I'm asking God for these things in my life, I act as if it's already done in my mind until I feel it. And the feeling starts to change you. The feeling is the prayer is what these guys say. Does that make sense? Because everybody else is going, I'm begging God, I'm pleading, I'm getting my prayer chain together. We're storming down. I'm like, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. You can be praying a long time. And, you know, it's just, he just experience it as if he doesn't withhold any good thing. So where's the withholding happening? Just our wrong belief, our wrong heart. Does that make sense? As soon as we realize all things are for us, he loves us perfectly, we start to experience it. Because it tends to be, you guys know this, people that are positive all the time typically experience what? Good stuff. People that are negative all the time, you, you, they, it's like dripping, what does that scripture say? It's like dripping bones or whatever. Aching bones. Sometimes I'll come home, I'm like, oh, my bones ache. She's like, what happens? I was around so-and-so. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like aching now. Because I'm like, let's look up a little bit, guys. It's okay, you know? So it doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in. And uh, I can honestly th- say there's nobody in here. So if you're wondering that. Because sometimes I think people, honestly, I mean that. It's, it was actually past days in our business. And I would come home and I'm like, oh, God, man. Would you just get off it? No wonder. Anyway. Okay, so the good evil tree is if I do, then. But God's tree is yes. So I just wrote a couple things that I think most of us deal with. If I sin, and I, I put it in quotes because sin is the distorted image of who we are. But most people think if I, if I was bad, right? If I was bad, then God won't be pleased with me. Is that true? He's perfectly pleased with you. Loves you perfectly. If I perform better, if I read my Bible more, if I do this more, if I do this less, does that help? He goes, get past the ABCs. We should be beyond that, is what Paul writes. Those are the ABCs, those are the law that do this, do this. And it, that's Deuteronomy 28. If you do these things, you're blessed. If you don't, you're cursed. He goes, I don't curse. I don't test. I don't tempt. I just give unconditionally. If he didn't withhold his son, how is he freely not give you everything you're ever going to need has been provided for the, before the foundation of the world? If I believe enough, this is a big one for all you word of faith guys. Even the charismatic guys do this. 
Even the grace guys, I mean. Levels of faith and all that. No, it's no. How, how can they have assurance that God's good when he goes, I'm, on, I'm waiting out until your belief gets above your unbelief? That'll kill you. What we need to know is whether my belief's up there or not, it's yes. That starts to heal my heart. That starts to give me some assurance because that's all he is. He heals, he blesses, he loves because who he is. So if we eat on that tree, we start to experience life and life more abundantly. You guys get it? Does this help at all? I'll get off this. I think I'm gonna do the image, images, Hebrew images because it's really cool. Um, when you do Hebrew imagery, the Bible will start making sense to you. Like, wow, that's really cool. It didn't mean what it meant, right? Well, the Bible says, it said, no, no, you're gonna miss it completely. So uh, uh, anyways, does this help you guys? I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to myself at the same time because, hey, when I have a bummer day, I realize I'm just, I'm operating from the wrong tree. The mirror mirror Bible helps tremendously, yeah, Um, because he's only, uh, and he said that. He goes, you know what, I'm biased. I'm only gonna, because most of these Greek words can mean multiple things. He goes, I'm only gonna see it through the lens of Jesus. Not if, then tree. Because all Christianity almost is still if, then tree. If you do this, if you believe, accept Jesus in your heart, well, that's weird, he's holding it together. Does that make sense? I'm not denying the salvation experience, but it's like when perfect love comes, you came alive to what's always been true is what scripture says. This mystery that's been from the foundation of the world was true, but now it's been revealed. Christ in you, the confident expectation of good, of glory. Got it? So anyway, so Father, we love you. We praise you. We just thank you. Ah, just let us realize you're only good, you're only love, you're only healing, you're only life. There's nothing that's outside of you that's bad. It's just, you're good. And if you're for us, the situations really don't matter. Because if God's for us, nothing, no situation, no person, nothing could be against us. So Father, just let every piece of darkness in our heart be swallowed up by perfect love and light. So we can experience life and life more abundantly. We just thank you for that, Father. Let us be your light, because we said you're, we're your body, we're your light, we're the city sit on the hill, we're the new Jerusalem, we're the new creation is what scripture clearly says. So let us be your hands, your feet. Let us show your compassion. Let us show your unconditional love to everybody that they can finally experience love, that they may not believe in this God, but they can believe that somebody just loves them perfectly. They can start to experience eternal life, unconditional love. And we just say thank you for that, that continue to use us more and more and show us more and more to completion as best we can. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen, amen.